Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Got an interesting case here from the Supreme Court involving the power of the IRS. And it might seem a little technical at first, but I think you're going to understand what the problem is. Jason sent me this, thank you very much, from Yahoo Finance. IRS gets major power to request private tax information after a Supreme Court decision. So Rebecca Chen wrote this. How much can the IRS snoop in your business without you knowing? Well, a lot more now after a recent Supreme Court decision that is raising privacy concerns among experts. The high court recently unanimously sided with the IRS in a case solidifying the tax agency's ability to ask for documents or financial records of those associated with delinquent taxpayer without notifying the third party. The decision reinforced that, and a tax attorney says, I think the concern would be that this allows the IRS to ultimately get access to information that purportedly is in connection with collecting taxes from one taxpayer, but could actually be used against another. So a justice used an example of a dry cleaner. Okay, so imagine this. Uh, Think about a delinquent taxpayer who frequents a mom-and-pop dry cleaner. If the IRS believes that financial records from the dry cleaner could help in tax collection from the delinquent taxpayer, the agency could issue summonses to the dry cleaner's bank for years and years of financial statements without notifying the shop owners. And the shop owners are powerless to object because they don't know it's happening. And here's the thing. A lot of people might not know this. But if you get served with a summons that says you must do something, appear someplace, testify, produce documents, whatever it is. You have the right to fight that summons in court, and you can ask a court to quash a summons or or quash a subpoena. You've got the right to do that. And the problem, of course, is that you got to go into court to do that, and you've got to know it exists. So if you're the innocent business, and they're subpoenaing or whatever they're doing, requesting records and so on from your bank, and no one tells you, you don't know about it, so you can't go into court and fight it. And I've actually been involved before in a case where a subpoena got served on somebody. And um, that somebody who got hit with a subpoena said, I don't think this is appropriate, and went into court and filed a motion to quash the subpoena and got it quashed. And so the people who served the subpoena didn't get what they're looking for because somebody stood up to it. And so it doesn't happen that often, but it does happen. So a senior attorney at the National Taxpayers Union told Yahoo, it is really important to give a chance for somebody to go to court and say, wait, I am the dry cleaner, which is just an innocent third party who's just doing regular business. So again, think of this. The IRS is investigating you. Really easy to keep this straight. They're investigating you. They somehow become convinced that a business that you're dealing with their records will help them get you. So they'll start prying into this business's records, including banking records with a bank. And so because they're investigating you, now they're getting into the bank records of this business. And you understand how that gets further and further removed and how you have less and less say in what's happening. This ruling also lacked clarity on how widely the IRS can use information it obtains. Although the court's brief said the agency can only use the summons against the taxpayer concerned in the summons, experts worry the IRS could use the same request as the pretext for another case. 
So let's suppose that they've got a suspicion about this entity right here, but they don't have anything beyond a suspicion or a hunch. Oh, but it turns out that we found a taxpayer that we have more information on deals with them. Okay, let's open an investigation into the taxpayer and start dropping subpoenas on this business ostensibly about the taxpayer we're investigating and see what we dig up that way. While the summons is supposed to be about taxpayer A, if the IRS finds something fishy in a third party's records, then the worry is that the IRS will use that information to launch yet another investigation into another taxpayer. And you don't want the government on a fishing expedition anywhere near you. Just, <laughs> just don't. Now, they did note there are safeguards within the IRS to prevent the crossing over of information from different cases, but the typical bank records are not privileged information. And, of course, there's questions regarding privacy. I think generally judges are worried about people gaming the system to not pay taxes. I don't think that that should entitle, um, I don't think that should be the attitude of the judges, though. They should treat this like any other law enforcement context where you'd need to give a notice and let people defend their privacy rights in court, certainly when they're a third party. So, again, the IRS is investigating you. There's a business that somehow you deal with, and they go, hmm, we think we can get some information from that business that'll help us with this person. So they drop subpoenas on the business, and you don't know about that, so you can't object to it. And then while they're doing that, they find out information about you, about the business, whatever. So from a privacy concern about what information we want the IRS to have, one would have hoped the court would have been a little more attentive to that side of things. And the whole drama began when an IRS agent suspected a taxpayer of owing the IRS $2 million in unpaid taxes and that they thought he was hiding assets in a business that he ran. The officer turned to the man's law firm where he had long been a client and then requested documentation from the law firm. The officer then summoned banks for financial records concerning the man and the wife and the law firm. And so the law firm filed a federal suit to block the requests after they learned about the summonses issued to the banks. So somehow they found out. And I do know that once in a while you uh, serve a summons on a bank regarding a particular customer of theirs. They will often, as a courtesy, notify the customer. But I don't believe they're required to. However, the court concluded there that because no notice was required, the law firm could not block the request. And so, as the experts point out, the key is if you don't have notice, you don't have an opportunity to move to quash the request. It's kind of a big deal. IRS is able to get records about you, and you don't even have a notice about it. And remember I've said before, we talk about due process as something you're entitled to. Due process. The question is, what is due process? And due process can often be broken down into two elements. That you have notice of the charges against you, for lack of a better phrase, and an opportunity to be heard or to defend yourself. And so two things. Here's what we're accusing you of, and, and here we're going to give you a chance to defend yourself. And so where is the due process if they serve a subpoena on somebody else regarding your business and they don't tell you about it 
And they tell the third party, oh, by the way, this isn't about you either. <laughs> this is about somebody else. So nobody really has an opportunity to object because let's suppose we're dropping it on a bank regarding a business. They tell the bank, well, we're not looking for records on you. We're looking for records on this business. And if you found out, they'd go, well, we're looking for records over here at the bank. That's not you either. And so you don't get notified and you do not have an opportunity to be heard. Now, if you figured out or found out that this was going on, you could run to court and say, I understand that there's a subpoena that's been issued. I'd like to quash it. But it appears that what the court is saying here is, well, you don't really have a right to do that because you're not a party to this. You are the subject of the investigation, but you're not a party to it. <laughs> and again, we are making distinctions right there that are so strange that most people go, wait a second. If the summons has been issued to a third party about me, uh, am I not involved enough to be concerned and actually have a right to intervene on some level? And uh, the Supreme Court saying, well, no, not really. No, not necessarily. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an odd ruling. Uh, it's unfortunate. And, you know, I don't know this, this will ever affect me or you or anybody else, but it is the principle of the thing. And again, I, you know, a lot of people joke about the IRS, you know, people want to pay as little as they can in taxes and so on. But you also don't want the IRS or any government agency for that matter, having so much power that they can sit there and poke around and dig into your business, uh, especially to doing it without proper justification. And it just looks like they broadened the power of the IRS to do just that. And that's the concern. So from Yahoo Finance, Jason, thanks for sending it. Rebecca Chen wrote it. IRS gets major power to request private tax information after the recent Supreme Court decision. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. If you think you're a person of some influence, try ordering somebody else's dog around.